Boys in the Woods. Welcome, everybody, to the Boys in the Woods podcast. As I always have my co-host, Charles, with me. Hello. Shalom. Meow. Udabe. Yeah. Oh, and we are into August. So as the numbers pull in, we'll we'll see what hello and goodbye we learn this month. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. Well done, Shanghai. Udabe. Until next time, we hope to keep hearing from you. We'll see what the numbers are. Maybe we're still hearing from you. Who knows? Big shout out to USA Women's Soccer. Well done. Well done. And my biggest problem with this is, for one, all the people that jumped on old Carly Lloyd and old Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, right now known as X Crisscross. X Crisscross. Crossing it, don't stop. They don't stop. But, anyways, was letting her have it. They always let Alexi, whatever his name is, there have it. Her husband. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, I, is it Lawless? Yeah, yeah, there it yeah. is. Lawless. Yeah, I, I knew that's what it was. It just didn't feel right. But yeah, anyway, he was a goofy soccer player. Goofy looking soccer player. When he had all that hair going and that mustache, man, <laughs> when he pops a photo of those up, oh, it's so funny. Yeah. But, uh, anywho, so she, she had said it right. They were lucky to not be bounced out in the first round. Oh, yeah. The thing that irked me the absolute most is what I started hearing from all the players and the coaches and the former players. Not all of them, but mostly coaches now and players now was comfortable losers in all of their fucking statements. Comfortable losers absolutely the game is growing this is what we wanted we wanted it to be stronger what are you talking about that is somebody you are there you are not an ambassador of women's soccer at this moment in world cup soccer play no you're you are, there to win the fucking thing you're there to play soccer isn't this weird right. isn't this weird and to have a damn old pinky Hitting them penalty kicks at the end of that game. Why? Why? Because it's her last year. She should have been sitting on the bench the whole damn game. She's too old to be there. But it's so PR. U.S. women's soccer is so PR. They got their contracts. They got their pay. And now they're, hey, fuck off. Yeah. You guys didn't want to get paid for a few more games by winning and shit. Yeah. That's so good. The earliest. What? Earliest exit by a USA women's soccer team ever. Yeah. I'm going to say ever second round. And if it wasn't for a goalpost interfering with a wide open shot. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. Oh my God. That was, it would have been a first round exit. Yeah. How comfortable they were. How comfortable they were. The game is growing. The game is growing. That's what they kept saying. The game is growing. If you seen that the game was growing, why didn't you practice harder? Why didn't you play harder? And you can't tell me you did because you're in every commercial leading up to it. All of it was all a random ass PR stunt. They compared their loss to the Bucks being ousted in the what the second round or the first round? First round, or yeah. Getting basically getting swept because they tied two games and then lost in yeah. penalty kicks. Yeah. I'd even compare it honestly to David and Goliath. And this is going to be a woulda, coulda, shoulda. A random cover it under this. It'll be somebody will start talking about aliens and everyone will forget about USA women's soccer. Let's forget about the fact that it was in fucking New Zealand for some reason. 
what fucking time zone is New Zealand on? Who's well, I don't know. They were playing at 4 a.m. Like nobody, I didn't even know they played. I knew they had played the night before. I didn't know they got ousted by Sweden or whatever. Or they played my mind back or whatever. I just it's frustrating to me, right? Because women's soccer was everything when it came to soccer, really. That's all I we mean, had outside of now Messi. Who yeah, apparently man. doesn't understand how American contracts work? No. When you get a contract in America as a professional athlete, you no longer have to play good, man. Like you can actually suck. That's just what they do, right? He's like they don't have back. to work hard anymore. You don't have to practice hard anymore. You don't have to play in the games if you don't even want to. He's out there like 2012 Messi right now. <laughs> He's <laughs> playing against the high school squad. Really, I hope, true. I hope. He's doing he's pulling the rest man you want to come have fun for a few years make a whole bunch of money yeah go shopping come play in the mls if, ain't nobody plays defense nobody can stop a random ass shot yeah. messi's got five goals in three games i think he scored a goal in the first 10 minutes he's played in every single game the first 10 minutes he was he got fucking subbed in goal first the other two goddamn seven minutes goal, I mean, it, goal. It, like you said it is like a professional athlete going out there playing against a bunch of middle schoolers pretty much he's the exact reason why i bought this hobby box here of soccer cards and you know what's so cool about the fact that i did i ended up getting a hollow messy and a hollow bape so i'm like (laughs) i'm done buying soccer cards now i got the one i wanted my messy jersey shows up on tuesday so at least we have that. That's way cool. Ain't nobody going to talk about women's soccer anymore. No, no. It's, it's dead in the water now until that's, what? That's over. Because we can't talk about how bad they sucked and how bad they should have or what they didn't do. Because nobody can hurt anyone's fucking feelings in America anymore. You know, when they tied, though, nobody really talked about the fact of how terrible of a tie that was. That was basically a loss. They never should have tied that game. And I'm so glad it was Sweden. I'm sorry, but I'm so glad it was Sweden because I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure Sweden's head coach is still the former USA head coach, USA women's head coach. So fingers crossed, I'm not that far behind in this women's soccer time and just blew all my cred. And I'm just some Yahoo yelling now, but hell yeah, go Sweden. I think you got some pretty cool mountains too, but I don't want to talk too much more about Sweden as if what a light dude. I love that light. What an addition. That's so cool. She had a lot to say after the game. The old Who, blue Pinky? Hair, yeah, the old blue hair bomber. Yeah, yeah, because she sure as fuck ain't the brain. Yeah. We're Pinky. We're Pinky no. and the brain. But anyways, what was she saying? Oh, I can't just wait. Like, just like brutal one. Oh, this yeah. is life. Life sucks. This is part of life. It's like, yeah, that's part of life. But they brought your ass on there because they thought that they needed leadership, like senior leadership, just literally like they need somebody right. to walk their dog through the fucking mall. Otherwise it eats all the fucking food. They thought that you could lead this USA team. They had a lot of faith in you after all the right. shit that you talked to so, two of USA women's best players were injured. They weren't even playing. Yeah, that's true. USA, USA, the USA isn't the USA women's soccer is not the a squad. USA women's squ- soccer is the squad. Yeah, it's, so when it's you're 1A, squad, 1B. When you're saying yeah, we're squad, talking about next one woman up. 24, one through 24 are better than the rest of the world. Yeah. So I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear nothing about our best player because because our second best player is still better than the rest of women's soccer. 
So I give give Sweden's give some props out to Sweden's goalkeeper though. She was fucking money phenomenal. The entire Sweden. And I don't want to take nothing away from the women's Sweden team, to be honest with you. They beat our ass. Yeah. We didn't lose. No, they were being physical too. They were like, Mm -hmm. you know what? If you guys aren't gonna try hard, we're gonna try hard. It's just like these two schools coming in to the Big Ten. Here comes a smooth transition. Smooth as ice. These two teams coming into the Big Ten, night games in November. Y'all on that West Coast about to get smacked. You're about to come into Northwestern when it's that cold. All you're going to be thinking about is, hey, once this is over, I get to go back to the beach. I don't care what happens here anymore. Y'all ain't going to have those sweet-ass records anymore. Your school's going to get some revenue, but your athletes are going to get their ass kicked. Smacked. Yeah. Big Ten ain't Big Ten ain't no joke. This ain't the SEC. You got a three-team top heavy. You got yeah. You got Georgia, Alabama, and whoever that year beats Alabama or yeah. comes close to beating Alabama. That's who you have in the SEC, right? We were complaining about how lopsided the Big Ten was, and now here we go. All right, here well, we fucking do, go. Let's do it. Where do you? All right, where do you think? Because it has to happen. The two big, two big dogs that come that are coming in are USC and Oregon. Because those are two teams that have well, been and, in the national and Washington. We can't. We really can't forget about Washington. We don't know what they're going to do, but they're. Oh wait, no, they're purple too. Fuck Washington. I was yeah. thinking about TCU. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're the only two teams. Oregon and Oregon and USC are the only two teams that technically have been in like the since they had the uh, yeah. the bowl thing. They've actually been in it. So I'm excited about Oregon. I mean, for one, I love their uniforms. I love their stadium. Oregon's chill. Their fan base is chill. It's nothing like Philly. I really do Oregon. And the fact that it just pissed USC fan base off for some reason. The UFC fan base off for some reason. Well, you know I don't really like USC. You don't, you don't know why? Well, it's, the it, one tweet I read. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. It has a lot to do with the fact that they were the, the shit talking that USC and Oregon would do because Oregon would always beat their ass. Yeah, and it, and it was too. Like USC was thinking that they were going to pull Big Ten recruits, which you might. In Oregon well was mine. pulling all the California recruits away from USC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and because Oregon was ripping. Now Oregon is going to be dipping in that same fucking pool. They're going to have that West Coast and Big Ten. Oregon's got a chance to come out really well. The only problem is you got to play in November in the Big Ten. And most of the Big Ten is not that West Coast. So it does put a chink in my chain about wanting to watch Michigan play at all Big Ten stadiums. I guess I'm going to have to take that train to Cali at some point in time. So I don't know if it's... I've seen Brandstetter had some negative comments about it, but I what I really wanted to talk about is that he... It makes sense, though, now that you brought on four teams that are on the West Coast, you're not mm-hmm. going to have as much travel. Those teams will play each other. It will help out with their recruiting and it'll help out with the recruiting in the entire Big Ten, too, because these kids right. will have familiarity with home. They'll get to stay home for a few extra games. It's going to help out. It's not completely negative that everybody tries to make that out to be. But no, I don't think so. I can see the negativity about it. But at the same time, NIL already changed college football that we used to know right once they signed that freaking contract it was over it's done so there's no point 
in my world, there's no point in thinking about the future while reminiscing about the past. I'm never going to accomplish what I want to get out of the sport by doing that. So I've got to just look at it for what it is now. Okay, so it's changing now. Yeah. And this college football scenario, which is there's going to be more teams led into it. But with this five power conference, it just wasn't working. The best teams weren't getting in because some conference was crying because their record was better. Yeah. Or their strength of schedule, according to some ESPN who never gets anything but predicting the Chiefs to do anything. Do you know the Big Ten wants to be the first one to 20, right? I'm telling you, are, they are talking about adding Clemson also. So if they're going to get Clemson, they're going to pull in one more. We are going to be 20 before the 2024 2020. It's got to be 20. It's got to be 210. And otherwise, it's not going to work out for them. And the logo is still going to be a 10. It's just going to be two of them. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be like B10, E10 type slash hyphen crisscross. A league and the B league, B leaguers, the B leavers. The only thing that will absolutely destroy me is if Ohio State and Michigan are not playing each other before the Big Ten championship game. That'll kill me. They'll never get rid of it. There's so much revenue, and that's college game day. When college game day comes to either one of those, they like it's nuts. It's are you cannibal. ready? Are you ready for more? Are you ready for what I'm about to tell you? Go for it. USC. Ohio State. Did you know that Notre Dame plays both of them this year? Yeah, good. Good. Well, didn't they go to the ACC? Yeah. Pussies. No, Notre Dame, Notre Dame is still independent. They play the like football five, team. Yeah. I think yeah. the football team's independent, but the no, rest the of the bas- school went ACC. Oh, the basketball team's fucking yeah. terrible. Pussies. Anyways. Pussies. They were afraid of Big Ten country. Now it looks like. Big Ten is going to be all there is. If Clemson leaves the AC to come to the Big Ten, we're going to pull one more Clemson team, or we're going to pull one more AC team. What this is actually forcing the independents to do is to make a choice and choose a conference because these teams, the Big Ten teams, are not going to have any room in their <laughs> on their schedule to play anybody other than Big Ten teams. Which is amazing. Yeah, which will be great. Which is amazing for the Big Ten and the Big Ten college football teams because their schedule, their strength of schedule, you're not going to get these fluffy non-conference games anymore. You might have two teams in the college football top spot with two losses. Yeah, even when they play Rutgers, it'll still be a top 65. It'll be an RPI team. Mm -hmm. So it won't be like, oh my God, they played fucking Elkhorn State or something. And it gets looked at way different if you're going to that team's stadium. Sure, you get an extra couple bonus points, whatever, however yeah. the hell. I don't know how they even well, do that shit anymore. What was it a couple years ago? The Ohio State Northwestern game. That was, was that a trash. It was cold, yeah. yeah, it was cold. It was windy. It was a trash environment. Trash. But the boss of Ohio State went in there and managed to pull out a win in these amazingly horrible conditions and that shows strength and adversity. And it's, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Cool. Keep talking about the Big Ten like that. Hell yeah, because it is not easy to go win in Northwestern. But 
being it winning up because you kick fucking six field goals isn't something to fucking talk about either. Close enough to kick six field goals, you should have scored two touchdowns. You got close <laughs> enough to but just say we came out on top. We a win is a win. Come on, use that that old lingo. Win is a win. I am the type of person where I don't look down. So if my foot is on your neck, I don't know. I just keep pushing down. It's <laughs> one thing I think that's what being a Michigan fan, like we've liked over the last couple of years, is the ga- the foot's on the gas pedal. It hasn't been taken off. So that's what I'm talking about. Our main man Harbaugh is getting fucking kicked out four games for a cheeseburger while Harbaugh's coaches beats his wife and fuck gets three games for that. I think well, that was the scenario, wasn't it? I don't know. It's Urban Meyer. That dude had murderers and fucking everything. I think that literally that dude probably read the Bible and went, find me people who just don't know what this is and won a couple championships with it. So what was that movie with Adam Sandler and the fucking cheeseburger Eddie? Cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> oh, man. Gridiron? Something like that. It was probably Gridiron, yeah. Yeah, something like that. It was a remake. Had Adam Sandler in it. It's a quarterback that tossed the game or some shit. But anywho, this is the new college football, and this is going to be awesome. I think I think it, it works for the Big Ten in so many ways. Uh, what, Texas is headed to the SEC at the end of this year. Yeah. So the Big 12 only has Oklahoma. And okay, so the Big 12 has more teams. But Oklahoma. Good All right, teams. we're going to work so what we're going to do is we're going to name a good team in the Big 12 and like we're just going to go back and forth. I'm going to name one, then you name one and wherever it stops, right? <laughs> Oklahoma, I get Oklahoma. <laughs> All right. All right, Big 12. Are we talking about teams that are still currently in the Big 12? Currently that I know that are either going to no, All right, no, no, we'll just no, talk no, about no. ones that are going to be in the Big 12 yeah. next year. The ones right, that are T- left. TCU. Okay. I lose. Can you think of another? Uh, Oklahoma State. <laughs> no. But yeah, they're not even a good team. Like that... We're talking playoff teams here. We're talking <sighs> teams that have not aspirations. We're not talking about the little giants here. Utah. You know, yeah, they get one. Is BYU in the Big 12? Yeah, BYU. Or are they Utah. in the Mountain West? No, it's BYU, Utah, Oklahoma State, TCU. I'm off the top of my head. Yeah, so it sounds like the Big 12 isn't going to survive. And Texas the, Tech. You're talking about teams that are like, like I think tech, is it Texas Tech going to the SEC? No, just Texas. Or A&M. is Texas Tech one of the teams we're talking about ripping with Clemson? I'm just saying. Here's the kicker, too. The Big Aren't Ten is here with... for the United States of America players. Isn't there still Arizona, Cal, Stanford, and Arizona State? Like, they're all fucking party schools except for Stanford. Arizona's leaving. Arizona's leaving. Yeah. No, Arizona's they're all, in the back. They all back, have back to join back. another conference because they can't. You know, the teams that are left in the Pac-12 are... Oh, my God. Cal? It's Cal, Arizona State, Arizona, Arizona and Stanford. Yeah. But they don't even have media rights, man. They ain't got no media rights yet. No. So after this year, they ain't even going to be on TV. But the revenue, the revenue destroyed the Pac-12. The revenue destroyed the Pac-12. Yeah, the teams. Shit. Yeah, I think the teams in the bottom of the Big Ten made like thirty million more. Yeah. In revenue share, we're talking about Rutgers and freaking. uh, And you know the crazy thing too. You know what we're not hearing anyone talk about. 
this Pac-12 commissioner just came in and destroyed one of the most luxurious goddamn conferences for a hundred years. What, what, the yeah. Pac-12 has been around for over a hundred years, and this dude comes in like years to friggin' do it too, and just destroys it in six years. Why isn't anyone talking? And this dude might be playing golf. That was the coolest thing. Isn't he from Did the Big see? Ten too? I think so. That's I probably is. Yeah, we had an inside guy the whole time. Fuck yeah. yeah. Did you, see, all up did, you see that? did you see that the Washington board executive took wow. the call to join the Big Ten while playing golf and didn't stop playing golf while he was talking? Uh, he knew that we saw dollar signs floating <laughs> through the fucking the clouds. He <laughs> was like, hell yeah. We ain't the big crazy thing that took everyone out of work. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> People just be living large off that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get to a point where I'm taking a call from the golf course. So and I'm so you... important that I don't even have to quit playing golf. So before we get too far outside of sports, you want to you want to you want us to give our two takes on this fight, this baseball fight that we missed out on? Oh, yeah. We definitely got to watch this video. Oh, oh, boy gets a huge right cross on him. And my favorite part about the entire video is the aftermath. Oh, oh this one's got freaking that music. Dude, that dude is hanging. <laughs> fucking just kills me, man. Yeah, every time, man. Every time. Oh, my God. I, would, I tried to download it off of Twitter, but Twitter and their amazing content creator safety stuff keeps me from downloading some videos here and there you ready yeah so i'm okay so give everybody the, the synopsis the breakdown of what's about to happen here yeah so ramirez oh. from cleveland is rolling into second base and he goes right between freaking between the white Sox second baseman's legs anderson anderson now anderson holds the tag yeah and then once I don't, ramirez well, he holds it on his I think he holds it on his ass cheek, and I think that's yeah. what he gets irritated about. Ramirez gets up quick, says something, and Anderson pats the helmet down right off the dude's head, and we're about to see what happens next. Chaos ensues. Anderson and Ramirez about ready to square up. Ramirez took offense to what up, something bro? Why are you touching my ass? Whether Anderson stuck out of his man. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't swing for the well, other team. Here comes the but fucking bat boy out of nowhere. the smartest person yeah. on the field. He initially tried to break up the fight. Yeah, I do love how the ump tries to break up the fight. He's like, hurt. nah, this so ain't my life. On his part as he this ain't my life. So they start throwing punches. Whap. Anderson threw the first punch. Yeah. Whap. Here's another replay yeah, Let's do this. Let's do this. You could, you could tell right away that dude does not. Ramirez caught him right in the freaking corner. You could tell right away. The White Sox play. I don't know, but he went down on one punch. It does not a fight. You could tell right away you don't know how to fight. That dude threw his hands up. Anderson and Ramirez. That dude threw his hands up at the beginning of the fight like he watches anime <laughs> way too much. <laughs> like the oomst, oomst, oomst. And there, there ain't nothing wrong with anime. There ain't nothing wrong with it at all. Unless you're using anime to train yourself in the real world. Yes, don't be and white you... and try to learn how to fight from anime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for one thing. Oh, my God. Does not work out for you. Yeah. So that huge cross, that haymaker. Yeah. That haymaker that probably only hits in that scenario. If we're being realistic, in a street fight, him versus him, and not the whole world crashing in at one time. But the aftermath video for those of you who either have no idea what we're talking about or know what we're talking about but haven't seen it yet, I would suggest you look at look at yes, yes, we'll look it up. So as Anderson is walking back, he's being 
carried back by what looks like three different professional ball players, two holding his arms and one stabilizing the back and the wibble, wibble, wobble, wobble. As Big Cat had said too, and I was laughing and <laughs> he's absolutely right because I watched the video and then read the caption after. And as I was watching the video, I was like, damn, <laughs> oh boy, this can't figure life out. Oh my God. So as he's walking back, he's just wobbling, dropping back and forth. He's got absolutely no equilibrium. Absolutely none. So then I read the comment, big cuts. God damn, dude, at that point, just lay down and let the stretcher take you off. Because at the, then we can't make jokes about it for a while. Now you can't find it where he's laying down and they're picking him up and carrying him off, which is <laughs> funny because it's it's like teammates that are carrying him off. Yeah, and it's, You might not be able to. The Twitter, I love Twitter, man. I do. I really do. That the stuff when you're lucky enough to catch some of this crazy shit within the first yeah. 24 hours, you're seeing all the raw video, all the unedited clips. After 24 hours, the videos, the raw oh, content, the memes, the videos, the contents you know, edited, yeah, edited everything private. That video is removed. So, which is yes, awesome, but also, damn, because you can't. You, I can screen share the video, but. It comes in real weird. It's super cryptic. Yeah. I love it. It's safe. It's secure. Yeah. And if you pay for it, it's worth it. That's not a plug either. I fuck. I don't give it a shit. Come hit me up on Twitter though. I'm headed to 500 followers. I'm at 58. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then yeah, let's bounce right into the the next fight. We're going fight to fight. Jake Paul beat Nate Diaz. Yeah, so um, unanimous decision, and that was not real were, boxer. Yeah, yeah, not real boxer beat an XMA fighter. All right, uh, awesome. yeah, a not real boxer beat an XA fighter inside of a ring. It's entertaining. Is it idiocracy entertaining? Like I didn't pay for it. I didn't pay for it. Yeah. Hashtag hell yeah. Twitter X. That's well, what I'm saying. Wait a few minutes, and then you start seeing raw vids. Yeah. If you want to do a little bit of research that Diaz's finances are not exactly doing the best. So it's almost like he took the fight and took the fall for the money. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy guy or anything, but I don't think Nate Diaz has the kind of money that Jake Paul had. So Oh, you definitely you, you I, that's that, not a yeah. conspiracy. That is the truth. Yeah. When you live the lifestyle of a baller, yeah. it's hard to put on that shock collar. Him and the brother, him and his brother are both freaking big cannabis advocates. And I think that's what they rolled off of, too, that they kicked out of the USC at one or the UFC at one time for that, too. Yeah, Nick. Nick has been. He's been out. Yeah. Shit. And his brother advocated for him 65, 75 different moons. Actually, yeah, so. Nate had to go fight in Vegas at one of the mm -hmm. UFCs there in order to be able to pass or something. Some weird bullshit back in the day it's anyway crazy. whatever yeah it it's a bummer me. too because nate swears up and down and i don't know if this is just brother love but nate swears up and down nick's the better fighter and nate was the original bad motherfucker i love quote conor mcgregor because it's just straight fuck you but nate diaz was no nate diaz i can't quote nate diaz because nate diaz was only action <laughs> there's, yeah. there's not a lot to, you want me to quote nate diaz fuck you and your dad that's all I can do. Nailed it. <laughs> so, there, here's my best Nate Diaz for you. Oh, man. Bestoy prison and life inside the nicest correctional facility. Are you saying, are you going to tell me which one that you actually probably would 
you would stay a night in if you absolutely had to you'd stay in one of these you got phones oh, I, or... I, if, uh, yeah yeah are they I mean, just talking shit the on them wait what's that the prisons yeah would you ever st would you stay in any of these they, are you doing the 10 worst or the 10 nicest Okay, so the top that I'm going to do both actually, but I'm just going to do the top three out of the top 10 nicest. Yeah, you don't need to know um, about the top 10. No, but the top 10 worst. Yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go through that list. And I don't know. As we, I, I just, I found the one thing that gave me photos and some pretty good, a, a nice paragraph, nothing too long with good descriptives. Yeah. And uh, we're going to roll from there. Bestoy Prison. All right, bitch. Let's go. This photo tour of Norway's Bestoy prison reveals why this facility is called the world's nicest prison. So as much as I would like to show you, I just don't think I can. Just inmates explain live, it in very vivid detail. I, and that's what I'm very good at. At Bestoy Prison, inmates live communally in comfortable homes. Each man has his own room and shares the kitchen and other facilities with the other inmates. A meal a day is provided for them. Any other food must be bought from the local supermarket and prepared by the prisoners themselves who receive an allowance of $90 a month. The prison is on an island one square mile in the size. It hosts 115 inmates with a staff of 69 prison employees. Only five employees remain on the island overnight. In their free time, inmates have the opportunity to visit church, school, the library, and engage in leisure activities such as horse riding, fishing, and tennis. All the guards have received three years training compared to perhaps six months in the U.S. and resemble social workers more than prison officers. I already have a question. Um, I already have yes. a question. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. The fuck are you gonna buy for night? You're gonna eat and feed yourself off ninety dollars a month. What are you yeah, eating? That's crazy. With ninety I mean, dollars a month, are... what are you eating? Ramen. The <laughs> actually Bastoy Prison. Where is this located? Lo Bastoy Island. All right. What can I buy for ninety dollars on Bastoy Island? Bastoy, Norway. Shit. And I buy for $90 American, because that's what it was written in, in Bastoy, Norway. What do you think that is? What's that? How much do you think that is in there? How much is that in their money? I have no idea. It's a just a tiny fucking... Yeah, it's tiny island. Tiny island. The prison food in Norway consists of bread with spread or cereal for breakfast, a lunch, a regular dinner, either served or made by the inmates themselves, and bread again for supper. One Norwegian crony is 0 0.098 American US dollars. So it's 10 cents to our dollar. Okay. So, yes, I would absolutely, it's 10 cents to our dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit then. And oh, the prison room, nine hundred. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So the grocery store looks like a quickie trip. The kitchen <laughs> like is. Trip. The kitchen it looks like something you would be in Top Chef. The facility is Damn. clean, open. The food is better than the shit I eat here. That's crazy. something that's and the room making me think. Yeah. I'm thinking oh these God, are not murderers that are not staying here. 
Like no, but the Asian ones guys. I'm looking at now, they are definitely murderers. We're just going to jump right to it. The other two on that <laughs> list is Pandok Bamboo Prison in India, and it's a fucking life of luxury. You're basically in a senior citizen home. And then HMP Adewell, Scotland, my motherland. It's a private prison located near the village of Adewell in West, blowing all this up, Lothan, Scotland. Adewell is operated by Justice Services, SJS, and contracted to the Scottish Prison Service. Super tiny. It's a private prison, just a beautiful little spot. Yeah, so Scotland has some great prisons. India has some great prisons. And Norway has a really great prison. You know where there isn't a great prison, though, actually? Gitarama Prison, Rwanda. The most crowded prison in the world. Gitarama is home to more than 7,000 prisoners in a facility that was built to hold only 400. Most of the inmates are suspects of the Rwandan genocide that took place in 1994, given the extreme overcrowding. The men and women housed here are forced to stand barefoot on filthy ground for all hours of the day, causing their feet to rot. Many eventually require amputations, but with only one full-time doctor dedicated to the prison, most prisoners are unable to receive the treatment they need, resulting in a half a dozen deaths each day. Damn. That was the number one. Yeah, go ahead. What out the nose thing? They're getting like freaking like ringworm and shit on their feet or fucking disgusting. There's nothing looking at the pictures. The only comparison I can that like even comes to my mind is one I'm not going to say out loud. I I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to piss those people. I don't if you piss get anybody. if you get it, if you don't. No, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. So moving on. The that was the number one. The number two, and I was actually surprised. I was super surprised. I figured that some crazy African country or continent was going or whatever that. I'm sorry. You were th- you would think spot. some third world country would have the worst. Person. Right. Yeah, I totally thought North Korea was going to be the worst though. Yeah, you would think so. I'm super surprised they're not. They barely came in second place. They are nothing. (laughs) They can't even do prison systems, right? No. Let me throw that out there. (laughs) All right. Throw your spoons down the stairs, mother truckers. Near the middle of North Korea is a 60-square-mile, 155-square-kilometer prison facility known both as Camp 14 and Keishuan. According to reports by the U.S. Department of State, Camp 14 was built in 1959 near the center of the country, about 40 miles, 64 kilometers north of Pyongyang. Camp 14 is considered a political prisoner camp and can hold 15,000 prisoners. That means they are serving life sentences for being enemies of the state. Inmates here are routinely starved and forced into slave labor and mining, textiles and farming. Camp 14 also employs a policy known as three generations of punishment, which means any prisoners are there for, which means many prisoners are there for merely being related to someone suspected of a crime and they'll likely die there without ever committing without ever committing a crime themselves and the only picture we have is a satellite image i am guessing so i'm telling you right now from what i'm looking at 
it'd take me maybe two weeks to break out. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's, it looks like hell. It looks yeah. like hell. That's crazy. Okay, so number three on the list, not surprising, but I've never heard of it. What's not surprising is where it is. What is surprising is I've never heard of it. And the only thing I actually get to see is a computer, like like a CAD-generated photo of what I think or people think it looks like. Also known as ADX Florence. Florence ADX Supermax, or the Alcatraz of the Rockies. This is the most maximum security prison in the United States. Built in 1994, this facility houses some of the world's most dangerous criminals, including Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, Ramsey Youssef, responsible for the 1993 World Trade Center bombing, and Zacharias Masoya, involved in the 9-11 attacks. I butchered that last name for a reason. Fuck that dude. Inmates at this facility spend 23 hours a day in solitary confinement in their 7 by 12 foot, 2 by 3.6 meter concrete cells. Windows are tiny and prisoners get their meals through small slots in the cell metal doors. That's still too good. When prisoners are allowed out of their cells during the one hour, that's still too good. Recreation period. They wear several restraints. That's not enough. And are escorted by multiple guards. That's not enough to a small outdoor cage. That's too big. The prison was once described by former warden Robert Hood as a clean version of hell. That's too good. That's too good. Let's just move on. Fuck that place. Not no, fuck the people in that place. I'm glad I didn't I'm glad I didn't know that about that place. I probably did, but I'm glad I didn't know about that place. I don't need to know about that place. I'm glad they do what they do. Thank if you work there, fuck hell yeah. Thank you. you you're, <laughs> not enough workers. Hire some yeah. more. Not enough. Not enough. Hire some more. Give them more money. That's fucking crazy. But yeah, so now we're back in Africa. Number four, Glendani Prison, Georgia. 2000, 2012 scandal in Glendani Prison, located in. I, I know I didn't spell that right. And by spell that, I meant say that because I'm about to spell it and I'm thinking too fast. T B I L I S I. Georgia called international attention to the country's practice of prisoner torture at the hands of guards. Numerous abuses, including rape and assault, were revealed in a video filmed by a 35-year-old former prison guard turned whistleblower. The video sparked major protests across the country and inspired actual reform in how inmates there are treated. Though conditions in the country's prisons have improved in the past decade, Glenn, Glenn... was Gladai prison is in the spotlight once again as the site of protest sparked by imprisonment of the country's former president. Why do I do this to myself? Mikhail Saakashvili through various groups of protesters are both in favor <laughs> and against Saakashvili's release. The situation is calling attention to the facility's notoriety and reputation. Number five is in Argentina. Number six is in Turkey. Number seven, USA, San Quentin. Number eight, USA, Terahut. I've never heard of that one. We'll come back to that real quick. Kenya, number nine, and Black Dolphin Prison, number 10, Russia. Okay, so Black Dolphin is that 
basically the prison in you know, all of Hollywood movies. And oh my God, it's so bad. Oh, it's the worst fucking prison. It barely made number 10. Fuck Russia. That's crazy. <laughs> Terra Hute, USA. This prison complex in Indiana. No wonder nothing fucking comes from Indiana. Isn't that the state we asked what it comes from it? And Siri said three fucking things. Didn't even give me a Wikipedia page. Is that Indiana? Yeah, I guess they have a they have the number eight worst prison in the world. This prison complex in Indiana consists of maximum security, medium security, and low security units, nicknamed Guantanamo North. Terra Hute is home to Boston bomber. Fuck that dude. Not even going to say his name. Who is on death row there? The United States federal government's execution chamber is located at Terre Haute. The ACLU accused Terre Haute in 2008 of having grossly inadequate conditions at its special confinement unit where death row inmates are held. Who the fuck works at the ACLU? I, I got to find that out real quick. Maybe I just maybe I just bounce over to the ACLU when my public administration degrees over and go to night school. Who knows? Conditions at its special confinement unit where death row inmates are held. It's It accused the prison of denying the prisoners medical care and mental health services and said they were subjected to so much noise that it caused them sleep deprivation. In January 2021, Tara Hute had the highest number of COVID-19 cases in the federal prison system, including inmates on death row. Federal executions at Terre Haute have been on pause since U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced July 1st, 2021, the Department of Justice would review its policy on capital punishment. This was after the Trump administration carried out 13 federal executions just months before the end of Trump's term, including the execution of Lisa Montgomery by lethal objection, January 12th, 2021. Montgomery was the first woman put to death by the U.S. in 67 years. Still, 46 men remain on death row at Terre Haute, including Dylan Roof, who was sentenced to death for federal hate crimes for killing nine church parishioners in Charleston, South Carolina in 2015. I'm going to move on from this. I'm upset that I read it because this will end up getting me in a political thing. Unless you have something to say specifically. Nah, I'm good. I'm pretty sure a lot of those people that are in there have some political affiliation so there and they belong san quentin that's cool yeah were, san quentin's got photos of what looks like a chokey take him to the chokey here's the thing and then i think we wanted to open up a hobby box we'll do that too i think we'll open up one hobby box i think is that what we wanted to do or? you can open up a hobby box yeah yeah so here's my kicker So we on a few episodes ago, we read about Singapore and their first execution are for heroin drug traffickers. We're talking about executing people who have just slayed mass slaughter, right? That's who we're talking about, right? We're not talking about heroin dealers here. Okay. When did we care what the happens to them from A to B after they've already done what they've done? Why, why the hell do we got to put them on a Tempur-Pedic before we kill them? I, uh, it's humane. Okay. But it's hard to put yourself in a mindset of either a victim or a family member of a victim. Instead, 
you put yourself in the mindset of the criminal and how you would feel if those conditions were being put on to you. Why not try to feel like the victim or the victim's family members who, when they look at this evil individual, why not try and feel that fucking feeling, right? Feel that feeling. Don't, oh, the sound would make me feel bad. Yeah. What about the nine people he killed when he walked into that church that day? What about those family members? What about those children without their family members? Put yourself in their shoes. The fuck out of a criminal's shoes. Just because you're probably a closet pedophile doesn't mean you get to feel sympathy for monsters. And that's who we're talking about here. We're talking about monsters. We're not talking about wrongly accused. We don't give a fuck what your skin looks like or what your hair feels like. I don't care what your tushy feels like. If you're a monster, you deserve to be treated like a monster. That's all I can really say about that. I knew the prison topic was going to get me hot. I still (laughs) shot the moon for it. And I feel like I, I held back a lot. And I'm pretty happy with myself. Those are pretty my happy with <laughs> We're running up on 50 minutes too, so maybe the hobby box is some other time. I'm yeah, gonna have a hell of a time over them up by myself, though, suckers. I have pulled some sweet deals real quick. I got two rookie Chet Holmgrams. I got a signature piece. I got a rookie Riley Green. I got a bunch of hollow crystals too. I guess we're going to tell everybody our big news since not everybody's on Facebook that, that follows the podcast or listens to it. Charles and I have decided to offboard our podcast onto millions.co. So we'll be coming with CO millions.co. And that will be linked in the bottom of the description. You want to check out our profile, which the new profile picture is updated from today with Charles and I in front of the fantastic lawn facing the neighbor's yard. (laughs) Yeah. I got to tell you too, man. When I was like, hell yeah, man, I'm going to Switzerland to rob a bank. Your neighbors ran into the garage. (laughs) so so next time you see them let them know i may or may not have just been kidding (laughs) jokes aside jokes jokes aside aside, jokes aside yeah millions.co super fantastic sports lots of sports so if you love sports you love when we do sports head on over there it's super simple to create a profile you create a profile with facebook gmail twitter any of those cool platforms Lots of really cool people. Lots of watch parties. Watch parties are huge. Watch parties for freaking lots of, what, 5,000 athletes. 5,000 um, athletes. We're one of just a few podcasters, but for sure, definitely go and check them out. Make oh, sure you sign so up. Cool. We will be having a watch party for the Packer preseason football game next Friday on Millions. And if you scroll down to the bottom of our page, you can enter your email address. And to our knowledge... You will not be spammed, but in fact, you will be informed of all the Correct. cool times your favorite boys in the woods shoot out some really cool content. Absolutely. It's the most best content. Only the good time. And man, we appreciate this opportunity. What it's been a really cool journey so far. Our listeners, our followers, this is we 
I don't know how to thank y'all enough. We keep doing these giveaways. I don't think there's enough that we are doing. We have more hats. We have more hats. So we've got lots coming, lots coming. And we appreciate you and everything that y'all have done for us. Pat, you again, magic behind the mirrors. Pretty soon we'll get some help. Yeah, <laughs> and this ain't this Siegfried and Roy being by a tiger mirror magic shit either. No, this is good. the real deal. So making it happen with our beautiful voices now that we're both not sounding like monotone South Park characters. My final warning of the day before my sweetest blessing of the hour. Enjoy Halloween. The Queen of Christmas is thawing as we speak. And you will soon be walking around every store making Christmas. And if I had the pitch that Christmas Kringle has, we'll call her Christmas Kringle for right now, because I don't know if she's a Krampus in disguise. I feel like we'll have a we'll have a whole story. I think I think Mariah Carey is Krampus in disguise, and she's after your children. We we need to go into the Krampus thing. (laughs) That'll be like a Christmas episode for sure. Yeah, yeah, because I want to read up more about it. I'm sure Hollywood fucked it up. Dude, it is. No, it's no, it's even more wild than you could even imagine. I love it. I love it. Anything that keeps a bed in that night. Or yeah. anything that keeps the kid in bed after bedtime at night. Sure. Uh, yeah. But listen, right. we love you guys. Smile more. Smile more. Because you never meet every life you save. All right. Till next week.